0: Is Christian Arroyo the real deal? The man is an absolute king for leading the Red Sox offense to their sixth straight win on Tuesday night and piling up a couple more hits on Wednesday night. So I'm really excited about him, and he is definitely legitimate for the Red Sox. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Red Sox. Thank you so much for making Locked on Red Sox your first listen of every day. Thank you to everybody who tuned in for my debut episode of Lockdown Red Sox. Welcome to the show. For those of you who don't really have a lot of background on me, I used to work at ESPN on their digital social team. So I've been covering sports for a long time now, not only in the Boston market, but all markets. I'm super passionate about the Red Sox and baseball. It's my favorite sport, longtime fan over here. So I really look forward to bringing you some Red Sox content every day on your feed. So thank you very much for tuning in. And I can't wait to be part of this wonderful lockdown family that we have going on here. So this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Welcome to the show. Happy Thursday, everybody. You're almost at the end of the week. You're getting there. Red Sox are playing great baseball right now. It's a good time to be a Red Sox fan. Welcome to Locked on Red Sox again. Thank you for making it your first listen of every day. We have to start off this show by talking about Christian Arroyo. And the big series he's been having, I'll also be diving into Corey Kluber and the fact that he continues to struggle, try to make a little bit sense of why he's still here. And also I'll share why James Paxton is a win-win. So Christian Arroyo, this man, I mean, finds out 20 minutes before a game time on Tuesday night that he has to come into the game and not having any prep for the game on Tuesday. Imagine having to do that because Pablo Reyes was a late scratch and having to go into the game and not be prepared to play. And what did he do? No problem, Christian says. Goes and goes five for five on Tuesday night. Five for five. A double, a home run, and three singles. I mean, can you imagine it's it's unbelievable. It, it's really unbelievable. He led the Red Sox offense that night, being responsible for four of the team's 10 runs. He's somebody who I'm concerned about with the injury history. Injuries kind of are still a little bit of a concern with him. But being able to go out there and do what he did and then to add to it on Wednesday night with a couple more hits, Christian loves hitting in Minnesota. It's it's It just is what it is. He loves hitting against the Twins throughout his career. He has very solid numbers against the Twins team and the Twins pitching staff. So it's been fun watching him play the last couple of days. I mean, it, it was frustrating at first when he came off the injured list because he definitely was experiencing just, you know, some soreness maybe of – I've been away from the field for a little bit, not really finding his swing and having to go back to trying to find his offense again. And it really seems like he's figuring that out again. We're dealing with an infield that's been very up in the air this season. There's been a lot of changes within the infield, some movement going around ever since Story got injured. It threw off essentially what the middle infield was supposed to look like. We've experienced Kike playing shortstop, and that hasn't gone that well. We've experienced Pablo Reyes playing shortstop, which I really, really like. We experienced Yu Chang playing there, who also was playing well. So there's just been a lot of different scenarios that have gone on with the middle infield, and a lot of that has to do with injuries. But if you have Christian Arroyo in that middle infield, You can feel pretty good overall. Yes, he has his moments where he goes cold at the plate, but he showed me the last couple nights that I can still have faith in him to really, really be a reliable piece to the middle infield. Now, whether he's a long-term option there, I am not so sure, nor would I be surprised if he's not with the young infield talent they do have in the system right now that could eventually take over. But I do think Christian's somebody who displays a lot of immaturity at the plate. And he's really, really learning what swings he should be taking, what kinds of pitches he shouldn't be swinging at. And he just looks really comfortable in this Minnesota series. And it's, it's great to see because the Red Sox offense needed something like that. They have been struggling all the way up until the last week or so really. And they've been scuffling for runs. You look at that first series against the Yankees when they were scoring two or three runs and the pitching really had to hold down the four. And that's what won them those games. And then they go into the series against the Rockies and they score six runs, two nights in a row against them. Then, you know, they go and put up a whopping 15 runs against the Yankees and then six runs in game two against the Yankees, four runs in game three against the Yankees, which Seems kind of quiet, but with how the Red Sox offense had been performing lately before that, it's really not. And then you go into this series against Minnesota, they put up nine runs and 10 runs respectively on the first two nights of the series. Hard to believe that this offense isn't back at this point. This is the offense we saw early on in the season that we all were hoping would come back as a fan base. And it seems like it has. And I'm really happy about that because this offense can win a lot of games. They make pitchers work. They will challenge starting pitchers and they will run up pitch counts and they will make things happen on the field. They don't have a lot of power bats that'll hit a lot of home runs, but they've shown that they haven't necessarily needed a lot of that. I think having Justin Turner has brought a lot of balance to the lineup and it's really translated into a solid offense that can, you know, really support one another. And the other thing I really enjoyed about it, back to Christian Arroyo even, just the fact that the bottom of the order has been producing when you look at Christian Arroyo and Connor Wong and even Pablo Reyes hitting at the bottom of the order. When players like that are producing, you have a more well-rounded offense and it makes you feel better about the squad that you have out there. So to me, I'm looking at the Red Sox offense right now Alex Alex Verdugo, I mean, he's on a 12 game hitting streak. So not enough can be said about him and just the player that he's blossoming into at the moment. So you really have to be excited about him and excited about just where the offense is is progressing right now, but Christian Arroyo deserves so much props for his last couple of nights because man, I mean, talk about talk about a showing. Talk about somebody showing up when he wasn't supposed to play. And really, really, really being there and doing it. It's just, it just, it's amazing. It, it really is. I'm happy for him and I'm excited to hope that that continues for him because the Red Sox definitely could use that for sure. Coming up, I'll be talking about Corey Kluber. He's His name's been thrown around a lot lately. He's been frustrating to myself, to the Red Sox fan base, what do they do with him does he stay does he go so i look forward to breaking down all of that next but first i do have to talk to you about bird dogs for those of you who are unfamiliar with bird dogs it's a really really cool site that has shorts polos pants anything you could really imagine That are comfortable clothes that you can wear for a lot of different things i mean you could wear it to the beach you could wear it to work out it's really super comfortable clothing that comes in all different styles different colors so i highly recommend it for people who are constantly looking for more comfortable clothing because i know for me personally you know i like to be comfortable and comfort is the most important thing to me when i'm wearing clothes so i highly recommend looking into it, going uh, around their site and seeing what you can find. I mean, they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but essentially fit a lot better. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff restricting cotton. And they basically just created this fabric that kind of looks like khaki, but stretches out. So you get a lot slimmer of a fit. And they use anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric, which is super important for the summer when people are all sweating and it helps you to not sweat as much, And which is, as we know, super nice. So it's definitely something that I recommend that I would look into. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to make your bird dogs uh off. Like you definitely won't want to take them off. That that's that I can promise you for sure. And I don't think you'll be disappointed. So definitely check that out and let me know what, what you think of it. Because it's definitely uh something that can come in handy. <laughs> Corey Kluber. There's a lot that can be said about him he's been very very disappointing this season if i can think of the right word to pinpoint for his performances it's unfortunate and i'm going to be honest with you when they first signed kluber i was very very skeptical because I was not sure whether his arm still had it really or not at this point in his career. He's had a fantastic career, don't get me wrong. I mean, we've seen Kluber in his prime, and that was scary, and he was basically unhittable. And me as a fan, never wanted my team to face him because he was tough. But when he's at the point now in his career, he may be starting to fall off a little bit, and I worried about it when they signed him, but I figured, you know, let's give him a chance and, and let's see how it goes because you never know how it's going to go. Maybe he'll turn things around or maybe he'll, um you know, give you a season that can at least be reliable enough to the point where he can stay in the rotation and just be productive. My expectations were not high and I don't expect that yours were either, but, It's definitely been tough because obviously, you know, he started in the rotation, then he went to the bullpen in hopes that he would maybe be a better fit out of the pen. And then it appeared that he just wasn't a good fit out of the pen either. And he's been struggling there too. So it's even, you know, Tuesday night's game is such a good example of this because they had a 10-0 lead. So it definitely makes sense throwing him in that situation because you don't want to throw him in a high leverage situation at all because he has not shown that he's capable of being put in in that type of situation and being reliable. So I'm definitely not hating on the fact that they threw him at that point in the game because a 10-run lead should be a big enough lead for any pitcher for the most part. So. You know, he comes in on Tuesday night and it's good vibes because the Red Sox are up 10 nothing and they've been hitting really well lately. He comes in, gives up four runs, a couple home runs. I'm still not that uneasy because, again, they were up 10 nothing, so they still have a six-run lead. So all of that is, you know, okay to me because I'm like, all right, well, at least they still have a big lead. But Corey Kluber in his last You know, 11.2 innings that he's pitched, he's given up 14 earned runs on 23 hits and six of them being home runs. That's a rough stat. That's a really rough stat. And obviously, you know, you look past stats when evaluating a pitcher's fit with your team and whether he's really... Turning out to be who you need him to be. And I think Bayo is a great example of somebody who, if you look at his ERA right now, it might not appear that he's been great, but he really has been showing improvement with each and every start. So you do sometimes need to look beyond stats to really get the full picture of what the pitcher is doing for your team. But Kluber, in this case, those stats are really who he is at this point. They, they really are who he's been. And it's It's really unfortunate because people like Kluber and and respect Kluber around the sport. I mean, he's been around for a while and people acknowledge the career that he had. But to me, I think it's time the Red Sox really evaluate whether they feel like he's worth keeping on the roster. I definitely think a DFA is in the cards in the near future for Kluber. They tried it. It hasn't really worked out. And to me, I think his leash is tight at this point. They seem, and they've been sending a message throughout the season that they are trying to put together a contending team. And that might not happen right away. And they may or may not compete this year. They're they're very much on the border right now. But either way, whether that's this year or in the near future, They are trying to make moves in ways that they are letting go of players that aren't really cutting it here. And, you know, they they've they've already pulled the plug on people already. And Ryan Brazier is the biggest name that pops into my head as somebody who just really was given so many chances here and it didn't work. And obviously, Kluber hasn't gotten nearly as many chances as Brazier did when he was here. But at the same time. You know, Kluber is such an experienced pitcher, and he's been around a lot, and we saw what he did have in the past. So I'm looking at the Kluber situation as, okay, you know, you gave it you gave it the old college try, as they say, and it didn't work. So I do believe that a DFA certainly is in the cards. Um, I don't think the Red Sox would be afraid to pull that plug. I think they are starting to realize that they have, you know, other pitchers who can step up in those situations. The bullpen obviously has some downsides and some weaknesses, but they do have some pitchers who have been really, really solid in the bullpen. I think Chris Martin has been fantastic for the Red Sox, and that was a great pickup this year having a real closer and Kenley Jansen, you know, he makes you nervous. He definitely makes you nervous when he goes out there. Cause you're not sure exactly what version of Kenley you are going to get, but he is getting the job done for the most part. And that is what a closer does that that's why they're out there. And ultimately he's able to shut it down and get the job done. I mean, on Wednesday night, he came in in the ninth inning with the Red Sox tied four to four and got the game to extras with a one, two, three, ninth inning. He looked really, really sharp. And, Obviously, they weren't able to take care of business and extras, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> they have pitchers in the bullpen that can do it and have the capability. It's just a matter of what do they see Kluber doing going forward. And if I'm the Red Sox, I do see them actually deciding they want to pull the plug because it really was a low risk, high reward when they signed him, just because it really wasn't for that much money. You know, it was a one-year deal. It wasn't like they committed to him longer term. So if something like this did happen, they were already prepared for that and knew that that was a possibility. So to me, I don't think Kluber is here for much longer, but definitely please comment on the video if you're watching on YouTube or reach out to me on Twitter at GabbyHurlbut10. And let me know your thoughts on Kluber and how much longer do you think he's here? Do you think that they move on from him? Do you think they keep him for the rest of the season? What are your thoughts on that? I think, I think there's, you know, some discussion that needs to be had about him and it is sad, but it is what it is. You know, he's, he's nearing the end and I wish I could say something different, but that just doesn't appear to be the case. But Coming up, I am going to talk about another pitcher who is on a different side of the spectrum and had some question marks coming in. And that would be James Paxton. You know, he's really been making an impact on the Red Sox. The James Paxton situation is absolutely a win win. And I will explain why next. But first, just please. Follow Locked on Red Sox at LO underscore Red Sox on Twitter. Subscribe to the show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts, really. Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts, give it a follow. I'm also around on social media at Gabby underscore Hurlbut10 on Instagram. I enjoy doing polls on Instagram. Not just Red Sox related, but a lot of the time. Just to start discussions with people and that you see people's thoughts on things. So definitely give me a follow at Gabby 10 on Twitter. I am constantly tweeting during games. My mood is very, very um, based on how the Red Sox are playing, which I think you can relate as well. <laughs> so follow me converse with me. I love talking to people and I love getting people's opinions on different things that are going on. So give the show a follow give me a follow i look forward to interacting with you and seeing you all and your thoughts on kluber james paxton on the other hand so when the red sox originally signed paxton when i found out he was coming here i saw the deal and i said to myself word for word This is totally a low-risk, high-reward signing. And the reason for that is because they didn't commit to a big major deal with him, similarly to with Kluber. Signed him on a two-year deal. He was injured when he signed here, was injured to begin this season, and returned recently to the team. And when you have a pitcher like him that you know has been – absolutely dominant in the past. I mean, Mariners, Paxton, oh boy, really, really good. And, uh, you know, we knew we probably weren't going to get that version of Paxton because injuries do change players and it's it's tough when they come back. And you did worry, you know, how he was going to be when he came back from the injury, if he was going to be somebody who you could trust fully in the rotation or somebody who had his hiccups and you had to be a little bit concerned those hiccups are really pretty much non-existent he's been really good out of this rotation and with you know how long he's been removed from the game and live hitters i did worry a little bit about that and and his rustiness and his ability to keep up with the demands of being in the rotation when he was Coming off the IL, just because when you haven't been around live hitters in a while, you never really know how a pitcher is going to respond to that. But Paxton out of the rotation has been a really key piece. And he's really been somebody who's helped turn that rotation around because they were struggling to start the season. The pitching rotation was a glaring weakness with a lot of question marks. Paxton comes back and Pitches well, and then it seems like everybody else in the rotation starts to figure it out too. Obviously, Chris Sale went back on the IL, which was so not ideal, and it was super disappointing to hear as fans, especially with just how Chris Sale's career has been lately. It's just super unfortunate. But then you have Paxton who comes in and isn't necessarily making up for it because Chris Sale's Chris Sale, but he's really been somebody who you can say has kind of helped lift our spirits as Sox fans from missing sale because of how well he's been pitching. And when they signed him, this is exactly what they were hoping for from him. Somebody who can come in and be productive, even if it's only for half a season and it's going to end up being, you know, maybe more than that, which we'll get to in a minute. But what he's been doing for this team has been better than what I expected going into the season. He has a 32.7% K rate, which is very good. 3.29 earned run average. His most recent start against the twins, six innings pitched, three hits, three runs, including a home run. His last start before that versus the Rockies, six innings pitched, four hits, one run, zero of them earned and eight Ks. So, Those are good numbers. Those are really good numbers. And one of the things I will say about Paxton, too, is his ability to pitch deep into games because longevity has been a major problem for the Red Sox starters, especially early on. And to get him coming in and being able to pitch six or seven innings in a game and resting the bullpen and not having to just blow through a bunch of bullpen guys has been phenomenal. I mean, that's what we need from this rotation. And if he can be somebody who provides that every five days, that's a huge, huge step in the right direction for the pitching staff and will be really beneficial down the road. So I did touch on this, but Paxton, you know, how much longer is he going to be here? This situation to me is where I get to the win-win with the way he's been pitching The Red Sox right now still don't know for sure whether they're going to be in contention at the trade deadline. I think they believe that they can be, and they are playing like they have the capability to be, but they are in a tough division and everybody in their division is winning games as well. So when it gets closer to the trade deadline, they have to decide whether they want to make some moves to try to contend or not. If they do believe they can contend, James Paxton is going to be a huge piece of that rotation that you really need to make a run. He's somebody who you want to have in the pitching rotation and say, this is our guy that we can rely on every five days when he takes the mound. And that's huge because a lot of us were unsure that that was going to happen as a fan base, myself included. And did you see this happening? With him, I'm very pleasantly surprised, but if they decide that they don't think they can contend this year, and even if they squeak into the wild card, if they feel like they can't make a deep run, he is a great trade piece with the way that he's been pitching. He's somebody that I think a lot of teams that are contending would bite on as a rental to help them win a championship this year, because if he's pitching like he is now, he can definitely provide value on a contending team, whether that's the Red Sox or another. So I'm looking at that situation with him as a, if he keeps pitching like this and they decide they can't contend, they can definitely flip him for some solid young pieces that they can build around in the future. And as we know about Hein Bloom, he takes a lot of pride and value in his ability to identify talent within the system, especially at the minor league level. And so, if that is his primary focus and he doesn't feel like the Red Sox are able to contend this year, Paxton is somebody I definitely am looking at and saying, they should be able to flip him for prospects because if I'm a contending team and I'm watching him pitch right now, he's a guy I'd want in my rotation if I want to make a run, especially because he has that veteran experience. He knows how to pitch in high-pressure situations. He's done it many, many times throughout his career. So I I think for him, it's going to just be a matter of where are the Red Sox in August? Are they at the point where they realistically can contend or not? Are they at the point where it makes sense to keep him or not? But either way, it is a win-win for the Red Sox because I do believe that if it's not the Red Sox, a contending team would be willing to give up some solid prospects for him. So I like what Paxton's been doing. I hope he can keep it up because he seems to be kind of that fuel that's pulling the engine with this rotation right now. And things are starting to click from a starting pitching standpoint in general. So I am all team James Paxton right now. It's, it's definitely been a bright spot for this team. And one of the reasons why they are as close to being in a wild card spot as they are, Um, you know, and, and again, they're in a tough division and they're right in the mix with that division. Got to keep winning those division matchups, Sweeping the Yankees was huge. So let's just keep the momentum going. Obviously, the win streak was snapped on Wednesday night, but that's okay. You can't win them all. Just win the series today and then move on. And then just keep winning series and keep stringing together these these wins. So I hope everybody can still believe, like me, all we can do is is see what happens and hope they can keep playing great baseball because they really are playing fun Red Sox baseball right now. And I know that I've enjoyed it recently, and I hope you have too. Please follow Locked on Red Sox. Again, LO underscore Red Sox is the show's Twitter handle. Subscribe to Locked on Red Sox on YouTube or any podcast listening platform whether that would be Spotify or Apple for you or Google play or any other podcast streaming platform, whatever you prefer, you can find locked on Red Sox every day, Monday through Friday, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. I will be here Monday through Friday, delivering you some hot takes, maybe uh, bringing some cool guests on along the way and just discussing the ins and outs of this red sox team the frustrating times the good times and everything in between because it's not baseball without all of that so definitely subscribe definitely leave the show a rating and a review on different podcast platforms and please join the discussion i'm always up to discussion on social media and i hope that all of you can can converse with me and, and share your thoughts. Go Red Sox as always. Hope you all have a fantastic day. And I look forward to tomorrow's show where we will talk about Raphael Devers and whether he's just not characteristic of himself this season or if there's nothing to worry about with him. So I'll catch you all on the flip side. Have a great rest of your day.